don't understand what's going on here. Now tuned into the greatest. Peace up. Peace A-Town. Up. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome back to the conversation, everyone. I'm so happy to have you here again with us today. We are having an amazing conversation. And you know how I know it's amazing, child, because I'm doing this in post-production, child. This is the behind the scenes to the behind the scenes. Okay. It's given all the things that it's supposed to have gave unto those who had desired great things for themselves and for others. Okay? It is giving. Today I am doing this after show as Kind of a part two to the episode because I wanted to say something. Sometimes when I'm talking or listening or interviewing somebody, I miss certain things in the moment. And then I'll get to the editing board and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have thought of this before. So this is the point of the after show. The after show is really um, gonna go really in depth today. I'm not sure if we're gonna do a part two to the to the after show or if we're just gonna do the whole thing in one sitting. We'll see what it's gonna give when it gives what it's gonna give. So before we get into that, I'm going to play for you the clip that I decided I needed to cut out the show this week because I just was like, I don't want to violate the safe space that we have here. I don't want to create a, a a space of harm that could be misconstrued or misconfused or misunderstood there we go that's the word i was looking for the whole time but that's neither here nor there it is back there but i am going to play that clip and then we are going to chit chat with christian javier about the conversation we just had this week so everyone here we go but what i do want to raise awareness is for the fact that yeah, non-binary people exist. And sometimes, you know, we cannot be putting titles on children because I got that title put on me and I thought that that was who I was, you know, the whole entire time of me growing up. I thought that I was meant to be a girl, you know, and deep down inside what I really was, I was just non-binary. I was someone who wanted to express their masculinity and their femininity. And now I can really do that. That's where I find the joy in myself now. You know, like I, if I want to, like I could wear a wig with a beard. And I do that oftentimes. Everybody sees me and I'd be looking amazing. Like I fucking slay it because that's what I'm supposed to be. All right, y'all. So I did not feel comfortable putting that out in the original episode because, I mean, I put a sound effect in so you can see what I was really talking about. It was the whole um, we can't put labels on children type of thing. Yeah, but mm, not in this context, because earlier in the show, uh, Christian mentioned that at the age of five, they were oh, what is it called? Um they wanted to be a girl. And, and then at the age of six, after their father wanted to figure out why they were playing with quote unquote girls toys, uh, they sent him to therapy or well, them to therapy at the age of six. So Christian was saying that someone told them that they were uh trans however at the age of five before having any outside influence which is what we're talking about today the external versus internal dialogue ugh, it was giving um let's unpack that okay so let's unpack that in this clip and then we'll bring christian on i'm like i swear to god i've noticed it at the age of like five i was like maybe i'm i was born in the wrong body 
And I remember always falling asleep and thinking that I was going to like wake up as a girl. And there was times in my childhood as well where I was, I felt masculine at some points, you know, like I did want to talk about games. Like I wanted to talk about video games. I wanted to talk about toys like that pertain to the males, you know, quote unquote, society's norm. I did want to play with cars, play with like G.I. Joe's and like guns and shit like that. So it was a very confusing childhood, I would say. It's kind of like I felt that femininity inside of me, but I also had days where the masculinity always bursted out as well, you know? Did you hear what you said, child? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could definitely understand where it came off a little bit like, wait, why? Because again, a lot of trans people go through the experience where they feel like they're born in the wrong body at such an early age. But again, let's remember that it's not about the trans experience, it's about my experience. Right. You know, being told at an early age, like, hey, you were born in the wrong body. That really does have some sort of like mental effect on you. You feel me? Especially well, when you're- Well, I hear what you're saying, but mm -hmm. what you did say in the show, and I'm only gonna reference like what we were yeah. talking about. You said that when you were five, you would like, I just played the clip, but you said that you wanted to, when you would go to sleep, you would just hope that you would wake up as, as a girl. As a girl, yeah. But so, you didn't start going mm -hmm. to therapy until you were six. So when you said, you said, which I thought was really harmful, um, and this isn't me attacking you. I hope you know that, right? It's all No, love. of course, of course. You said, we have to watch what we tell our children. And that's where we get into like a really like really scary space because that's what the propaganda type of stuff, um, not that you were saying propaganda, but that's where the whole um, anti-trans propaganda, they get, that's where they get off to saying like, watch what you tell our children, watch what you say to our children, because they're trying to get that, that's that narrative that they want to push. So what I didn't want anybody to do is take a clip of that by itself and just be like, um, even Khalif had on their show to watch what you tell the children because the gag is what you said and you, what you expressed was at the age of five before your parents sent you to um, therapy because you're, you're, you said your dad wanted to um, figure out why you were playing with dolls. And, mm -hmm. and my, heart, my heart just went out to you because toys are toys. And the fact that you were sent to therapy for that reason versus like actually figuring out I mean, just for like your own personal young mental health or whatever, it was mm -hmm. like, why are you playing with dolls? So why can't you play with dolls? You know, right. like I feel like every boy, um, every person who's not been a boy, but everyone who once identified as a boy or whatever, at least I can say from my experience, but most people um, can say they've walked in heels. They're walked in their parents, their mother's heels or something growing up just because boys are curious, people are curious and you do things like that and mm -hmm. i remember that scene from empire where lucius 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 <laughs> <laughs> lucius um mm. took jamal or whatever and threw him in the trash can because he came down the stairs like admiring the beauty of his mother and you know jamal didn't grow up to want to be a trans woman um or anything but it was just being curious and being a kid and like when we read too deep into things and we say, um, like you were saying, we can't um, put labels on people. I knew I was attracted to men at a very, 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 very young age. 
and nobody mm-hmm. needs to tell me that i grew up in a house where i didn't watch anything rated p over pg or p um or rated g so of course i didn't see all the i just watched soul food for the first time last night is what it's giving okay i didn't grow up with cable in the house but i i say this that say this i didn't have a lot of outside influence telling me who i was and i didn't have any representation of who i was i would have loved to see that growing up just so i didn't feel like an outsider but i back then it just didn't exist like you're not gonna put a little kid who thinks who says oh mommy i like boys which i'd never said but if i would have said that you're not gonna tell them to watch noah's ark that's all that was out back then, really. And um, mm-hmm. up until recently, uh, with the addition of Pose, there's not really that much queer content. And I don't think I would even put a, a child in front of Pose just because of all the trauma and whatnot that you see on Pose. But um, I think, what's his name? Not Denzel. What's his name? Dwayne Wade's daughter, Zaya. Yeah, Zaya. Yeah, he did this um interview on this barbershop type show where he was talking about how his daughter was crying because she was like, I just can't imagine having to go through that. And I think she's like 11 or something or 12 or one of them ages. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to make you aware of that because I felt like when we were talking, I just felt like you you've arrived is is the what I was hearing. And I just like I'm I'm curious to see what life would have been like for you had you not decided to do a physical detransition i was wondering like what made you attribute certain behaviors or toys or things to femininity um versus saying you were sensitive or things that you know you know what i'm saying right and i also wanted to uh unpack a little bit of the whole reasons why you decided to detransition mm-hmm. because so far oh Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because, child, they don't want to listen. They don't want to sit here and listen to me talk all day. This is the conversation with Khalif, not the conversation about Khalif. Go ahead, boo. I'm crying. No, first and foremost, I do want to say that, yeah, I definitely understand um, the whole, you know, children, you know, going through their, you know, transition period, because I, I, I would call that a transition period. Because to me, like, that's where it starts. When you're a child, you just know you definitely were born in the wrong body. So I'm not negating anybody's experience um, and I'm not negating any child's experience as well, saying like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm, I was born in the wrong body. More power to you. But to me, I, because, you know, growing up in the early 2000s, late 90s, we really didn't have the awareness that we currently have right now when it comes to like the non-binary experience. Mm-hmm. This is something new. So at the time, it wasn't like, okay, like maybe he's non-binary, you know, maybe they're experiencing themselves, trying to find themselves. I just got a label thrown on me, a label that I didn't agree of, that I felt like I had to just live up to the concept. Yeah, I was falling asleep at five years old thinking that I was supposed to be a girl, but I was also waking up feeling like a boy, doing boy activities, loving there's, the fact that- There's no that, such thing as boy. Mm-hmm. Act, like, that's all, like, the gender Yeah, that's the society norm. Right. That's a, <laughs> yeah, like, boys yeah. do this, girls do that. Like, mm-hmm. there's more to being a man, more to Absolutely. being a woman, more to being non-binary than, like, the the things that you do that society deems as feminine or quote-unquote masculine Mm -hmm. or you know absolutely I I was just like listening to you thinking 
I wonder what life would be like for Christian had Christian gone through with having a, a, what's it called? I don't want to say a boob job, but like uh, getting implants, (laughs) breast implants. There we go. Right. Because you mentioned, um, and I'll play this clip of what you, how you were describing, um, what's it called? The way you were in a relationship with somebody who was just tearing you down and whatnot. So I'm just going to play that clip to give people a reference who, um, yeah, I mean, not who didn't listen to the show. If you haven't listened to the show, go back to the doggone show before you make assumptions, but go, go ahead. Before you do, I just want to say, like, I know that we live in a world where it's just like a lot of labels get thrown onto the genders and things like that. Like, there's no such thing as like, oh yeah, like boys do this, girls do that. Like, there's no such thing. But as a kid, especially at the, like the time period that I grew up, you didn't know any better. You feel me? Because again, you're a kid, you are getting a lot of labels thrown on you. You're telling, you're you're constantly being told this is for boys, this is for girls. Mm -hmm. So that's why I went through that confusion period where it was like, okay, because I'm indulging in quote unquote girl activities, I want, I I, like, I want to be able to express that. Like I, I was always hanging out with the girls. I was always playing with girl toys and I was letting people, you know, getting, get into my head about, you know, the gender construct and everything. So me being at that age, I was like, well, since I like girl things, I I, I, I want to wake up as a girl. I want to be able to do girl things without getting judged, mm. you know? So that's how it basically, that's how it started with me. You know, I wanted to be able to express myself in every way as a child. But mm-hmm. again, because of the norms that society has put on people, I wasn't able to express that. So I felt like the best way to express that was for me to just wake up and be a girl. So that like goes into that whole, um, which I think I'm probably going to end up titling this, the internal versus the external dialogue. Um, Exactly. Because what I'm hearing from you and your external dialogue, Mm -hmm. you, your reasonings for wanting to transition um, and correct me if I'm wrong, were to be just to just to be happy but to to be able to be socially acceptable but i didn't know how to be able to express my femininity in a quote-unquote boy's body Mm. so it was just like it was a a lot of confusion especially having people in your ear like okay you're a girl you're you might be a girl i was like oh shit am i a girl (laughs) you know yeah well i'm gonna play this quick clip and then we're gonna quick come back and chit chat about it So um, I was going to have a breast augmentation at the age of 22. And I just remember, um, wow, this is where it gets intense. I just remember I was in an abusive relationship. And I remember just really sitting down and hearing the person that I love, like, you will never be like, you know, a woman, you would never be like someone that is just, I don't know, like acceptable in society. I I remembered all of those things just replaying in my head. And I was just at one point, I was just like, maybe this is not for me. Like this whole lifestyle, me living as a woman, maybe it's just not meant for me. Yeah, that's that clip. I was thinking about... (laughs) when you were saying maybe this isn't meant for me and you said lifestyle child you know you can't say lifestyle because it's mm-hmm. i mean 
it's not a like a style of life but i think i think we got what you meant by it's not meant for you but you weren't questioning questioning child questioning <laughs> your identity until someone said until that t- i'm gonna call him trifling as negro um because <laughs> he sounds like he was a terrible person okay oh, but, disgusting uh, person okay but um you weren't questioning your identity and your transition. You were like you mentioned earlier in the interview, you were like, I was in my prime and I was like, I was listening to the way you spoke so eloquently about your experience as being a woman and being mm-hmm. a trans woman and how amazing that was for you. And I was like, you weren't questioning any of that until that trifling ass Negro came and into your life. And you said you were with them until from 19, wait, 19 to 22 yeah mm-hmm. so that's like a lot of tr- years of trauma to experience from someone and exactly. i wish i wish i could go um punch them in the face for you Aww. respectfully <laughs> or disrespectfully actually but i can't and you know um i was thinking about how like things influence us and i feel like always on this show i don't want to be surface level with anything i always want to uncover like what is the deeper meaning behind things i'll give an example um I have longer hair, right? Mm-hmm. And um, for years, I did not wear my hair long. I wore my hair short. That was just cool. I was That was what I was cool with. And one day I was in high school and um, this girl, I'm going to say her, no, I'm not going to say her name, child. This girl, along with this person, other person, um, they start looking and pointing at me and laughing. And they're just like laughing. And then all of a sudden, I hear whispers and the whole classroom is and the whole classroom just starts laughing and they're like saying look at the back of his head it's flat back then I was a boy they're like look at the back of his head it's flat um and they were just making fun of me and laughing so then I started growing my hair out I started growing my hair out because I was like I don't want people to look at me like that but up until that point I had no problem with having my hair short I didn't have any issues with it. It was not a thing. And then I discovered why I kept growing my hair. So when I was in fifth grade, for the first time in my life, I grew my hair out. I had a big, cute, little poofy afro. And the reason that I did not start out wanting an afro, the Mm -hmm. reason I started growing my hair out was because, and this is where we're going unpacking this. The reason I started growing out my hair in fifth grade was because I wanted my hair to be curly like my dad. Why did I want my hair to be curly like my dad? I feel like when we unpack things, it's like the next why. Why did I want my hair to be curly like my dad? Because I wanted us to have one more thing in common. Now, why did I want us to, right? Why did I want us to have one more thing in common? Because I didn't, my dad wasn't in my life like that. So I really wanted to have us some something else in common in, in addition to both being Taurus's child. Um I wanted us to have something else in common to where he would actually come see us. That comes with me um, needing a man in my life um, to, I mean, every, every person needs both parents. I feel like um, oh, yeah. both parents are healthy, but why did I need my father in my life? And I feel like a lot of times when people talk about daddy issues and stuff, they stop at, Oh, I just got, this is because of my dad, but why is this because of your dad? Mm-hmm. And I unpack that a little bit more to say, because I needed to receive um, the necessary love and affirmation of my father. So to bring it home and to bring it all together, 
the reason why I was so deeply traumatized, literally traumatized in the middle of that classroom, shout out to, uh, not shout out to the school, I'm not going to be petty, but the reason why I was so heavily traumatized is because I did not receive the necessary affirmations that I need to be um, gleaned in by my paternal figure growing up um, to be able to have the thick enough skin to, as, as to where that would not have such a heavy impact on me. Um, and I had no idea it was having such an impact on me until I looked up years later, I shaved my head and everything. I was like, this is why I started growing my hair out. So now my girl, my, my hair is growing out because child it's cute. Okay. And I have a cute, not, and I have a cute hair curl pattern. My hair pat, curl pattern is cute though, but not to like say I got good hair versus, you know, all that stuff. Child, child, let's not go there. But so mm-hmm. I wanted to, um, Child, child, I ain't, I ain't said that out loud ever. <laughs> but I wanted to unpack with you a little bit of why you decided to transition and go deeper beyond, um, just beyond the boyfriend, beyond uh, him tearing you down every day and this, that, and that. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think are the reasons why you transitioned? And then let's go deeper into it. So, if you heard the interview <laughs> um you know this goes out to the view of the people who are listening if you heard the interview you definitely heard a part where I said um you know being told from a very young age that you're supposed to be this and then sitting down and you know getting a whole bunch of labels thrown on you it puts you in a really confusing mindset so when I did my transition you you're absolutely right I was in my prime I was completely happy until I met this person that reminded me so much of trauma you know he reminded me so much of like the people that I have met throughout my life that's been like hey you're supposed to be this but you're not that you're supposed to do this but you're not there like it was just a lot it was really really a lot and there's nothing worse and this is why I I I said that my heart goes out to the trans community because you often find yourself alone through your transition. A lot of people don't know that, but you really do. Like your transitions can be very, very lonely. You know, um, me being at that point of just being lonely and not having the support and the sisterhood that I wanted and not really having a lot of people on my side, because again, I was scared of telling a lot of people like, who I was, not because of, you know, not because I was ashamed or whatever, but it was more because of safety issues. You know, I live in the Bronx. So the biggest thing for me was to conceal my identity and who I am for my purposes, for my safety purposes. Because again, I'm a person of color. So me being a person of color and being a trans woman living, you know, my life authentically, that would be very, it would be very, very risky, you know? So I, so I want to ask mm-hmm. you this. Um, I'm hearing what I'm hearing from you is the external reasons. Why, what were the internal reasons? Yeah, I was getting there. <laughs> you are. Okay. It, it, it just takes what I'm hearing, time, what I'm but, hearing is like, you know, yeah. Um, because of the way this person would react and this person react. And I think, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I'm not gonna get too deep into this because I'm I'm not aware of what's going on. But yeah. I, I what I've gathered from some of the people on Clubhouse, um, 
you said some of the women on Clubhouse just pay you dust, right? So, okay. So what I'm wondering is, do you think people have issue, will take issue with you not willing? Do you think they feel like you weren't living in your truth for you? Because I feel like a lot of women of trans experience, women of trans experience are like, all right, I get that you may not like me and you may not like me, but people don't have to like you and it, you don't have to of care. Course. So I feel like people may have issue or may take issue with the fact that you completely transitioned. You have lived as a woman mm-hmm. and because of the outside influence of, of so many people, including a very toxic and manipulative is what I'm getting boyfriend you decided to detransition. And I feel like a lot of people are going to listen to this and be like, well, stand in your truth and be mm-hmm. who you are. I feel like I'm just so curious to see what life would have looked like if you would have gone through with that um, breast implant surgery. And yeah. I just think if you would be able to, like, I'm just trying to fathom the joy that you would experience internally that would cancel out some of the out external noise. First of all, fuck the um the person you were with and the, everyone else's opinions. But like, what is the internal dialogue that you're telling to yourself? Because three years from now, we could be in a totally different place, space, and reasons and rhymes and everything. But I'm wondering oh, yeah. like, what that ex internal dialogue like. What is at the deeper root of that internal dialogue that you've mm-hmm. told yourself? A lot of people might. A lot of people might listen to this interview and be like okay well yeah like that's some weak shit like you let a man fucking get to you and everything like blah 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 it wasn't even about that it was something that I was battling even after I transitioned like the whole like body dysphoria the whole gender dysphoria was still there even after I transitioned Mm -hmm. I was sitting I was searched up and I was still like "Mm, something is missing like I don't really like what I'm seeing I don't like my feminine appearance the gender dysphoria was there Mm -hmm. that was the cause to my detransition that's the reason why I was like you know what yeah, this is just, I don't know, like, like, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, I, like, I don't, I don't want this for myself anymore. I don't want to be in this headspace where I don't feel good as a man. And I don't feel good living as a woman either, you know, so it, it was that it was those two things. And this is why, again, gender non, like non-conforming people is, is, it's so important for them to listen to this and to understand that, you know, we are real, you know, these are the real things because I got to experience both qualities and both aspects of life. And I finally truly found myself. I like the person that I am now. So that's the internal dialogue that there wasn't no man behind. Listen, you know, you got to detransition because you don't look the part, whatever. Like there wasn't no man, like, getting to my head and everything like it was just myself and my gender dysphoria even after I transitioned I still felt like yeah that piece of me suppose Mm -hmm. you said you don't feel like there was any influence from him there was a, a small tiny bit but again there's influence in society in general when living you know just living that experience there's a lot of influences in everything, you know, and a lot of the influences 
yeah it came from society from a very very young age so that's something i had to just get adjusted to but it was just myself it was an internal battle within my own self well that is the end of today's after show big shout out to christian javier thank you so much for coming back and joining us setting some things straight and thank you lee family for tuning in to the weekly show dedicated to helping you look feel and be your best self to keep the conversation going follow me on all social media platforms well not all just two follow me on instagram at the conversation podcast that's the conversation spelled with a k instead of a c podcast and follow me on twitter at they them Khalif. That's they, them, K-A-L-E-A-F. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.